Hey there, I'm Jade. And I'm Josh. And on this episode of Our Taste is Trash, we review the action comedy of the year, Bullet Train, discuss our Top Gun catastrophe, and analyze the behind-the-scenes drama of the Venice Film Festival. So remember to rate, review, and follow wherever you listen. Stick around. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. And welcome back to another episode of Our Taste is Trash. And do we start off with the sad news? Jane, I'm yeah, sure everyone, everyone knows by now. I mean, but if you're listening to this on Monday, yeah, on Monday, yeah. we're recording a few days early, so this is still kind of fresh for us. But uh, the Queen died. Yeah. Yeah. Are we? I mean, I, I don't know how to feel as an American. Like, should I? Should I? Feel a little bit sad, or should I just be like, suck it, UK? <laughs> I mean, I feel like, look, I, I I can't pretend that she was a saint because she wasn't. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I'm sorry if you're, like, really offended if you're British. But, I mean, look, she's 96. Yeah. It, it was going to happen. We knew it. Girl was, like, what, 40 when interracial marriage was legal? Oh yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, like I, I was when you start listening to the time frames, like one of the stats I heard was uh, she had been alive for thirty percent of U.S. history. Yeah, the one third of the country's history, she had been the queen. She's been witnessing. That's yeah. insane. That exactly fucking crazy. Like I'm like, look, I mean, it's it's about time. And then what? Uh, who is it? Charles is gonna take gonna, over. Uh, I think you mean King Charles the Third is yeah the way he's gonna be known as now yeah, yeah and then for like what like a couple years before he kicks the bucket and then it's just gonna go to oh he, she, he's not making it to 96 that's right. i mean have not. you seen him like they're when, he's looking rough he's sorry looking rough. sorry to you there Charles. were photos when they were showing you know all the reels of of him standing next to the queen yeah there are times that he looks older than she does uh, yeah uh, how much do you want to bet, Josh, that as they walk, uh, Prince Charles, Prince, sorry, King, King Charles. <laughs> the third. The third, yeah. <laughs> through all of his new duties that they're like, you know what, William, why don't you just come come in oh, here too? Yeah. Uh, let's just do it together. Just you know he's right there in hand. Like, I'm sure, I mean, that whole crown runs like a fucking enterprise anyway. It like is. a business. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's probably, I'm going to say this, I think it's probably good for William, to be honest, because you know I mean, think about just any job where someone's been in there for like 10 years. The, 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 she has been in there for <laughs> anyone working in the palace the has been there entire entire rain, lifetime, and longest reign. Yeah. So like, you know that no matter what direction Charles picks, you're going to have a whole host of people telling you how much you're fucking it up. Like his whole reign is just going to be people telling him that's not how we do things or that's not how we did things. I guarantee you the, the, whole pri- time. the prime minister is going to be like, look, uh, this is just more of like a an outside role. Uh, you're just kind of figurehead. Uh, you don't actually come to these meetings. He's going to be angry the whole time he's king. And like people are going to be angry at him the whole time. So like I think by the time William gets there, it's going to be like, oh, thank oh, God. They got a king that we can like talk to. Like, yeah. you know, like even if he's terrible, it does, it's not going to matter because. I feel oh like God. everyone has already decided they hate Charles. At what Charles. point do you think they're going to dismantle the monarchy? Oh, his, yeah. his kids? I don't know. I think it'll be, yeah. I think. If, I mean, they if, survived this long. You know what I mean? If like, William gets to around like 80, I could see his first son when he takes over being like, you know what, guys? Why don't you just become a democracy finally? But, but also, I mean, when you think about it, like the, the crown itself is a billion dollar industry for the economy of UK and they could really use so a boost. Celebrities. <laughs> After Brexit, they could really use that money. So <laughs> anyway, so that's the guy sad. Well, well sad news. But yeah. uh Jade, you know the real tragedy happened this weekend. Oh, uh, God. so we yeah. we decided to do something which one 
being in my 30s is not something that uh, something I knew I'd regret anyway. We on National Cinema Day when <laughs> films were three dollars each, we decided to yes. do a back to back double feature. Mm-hmm. Starting at seven, one with Bullet Train, which is our movie this week. We'll talk a little yep. bit later about. And then at ten o'clock, we saw Air an Air Force, <laughs> Top, <laughs> Top Gun, Gun Maverick, yeah. and that's when the chaos started. Come one, on. it was ten o'clock, and we were already tired. But Jade, I'm I'm just gonna start with a handful of things that were wrong mm-hmm. right in the beginning. One, yeah. this is Florida. It was no less than eight thousand degrees in that God, theater. It was muggy. Because it, it was more humid in that theater than Jesus it was Christ. outside. Yes. Oh my God. Well, so and we're not talking like the whole the whole cinema. No. We're talking about just the just theater, theater the movie because was because Bullet Train was chilly. And ice it was cold. Fantastic. Oh my Loved God. Oh. Um, then, Didn't even need ice in my drink. No. In that theater. Top Gun Maverick. Sweating bullets. You can smell everyone who's not wearing deodorant. Um, it was like I was on the runway. You're like in a hot box yeah. in there. And we complained, and they're like, "Yeah, we know." It we're looking work. into it. And we're like, "Oh." You know what they did? They looked. And, and then they turned right around and yeah. did nothing. Um, and then the w- second worst thing, no surround sound. <gasps> and no surround sound. Jay- the speakers were not working, so all the sound was coming from the front of the theater. I might as well have been home watching TV without my sound bar on. This, that's right. it, Thank you, Jade. It, it was yeah. like, it was literally like watching Jade and I are yeah. snobs because we both <laughs> have sound bars and, uh, you know, a, a, as if we're unique a, a, for almost that. a surround sound system. But like, you know, we have the bass. Like, I'm used to listening to my movies loud. I can yes. hear the background noises. When, this was, it yeah. was literally like, I, I could have, my iPhone would it has better. Yeah. I should stereo. have been hearing those fucking jet engines. Like, they were blowing out my ears. I should have felt the five, the nine G's, G's in my on, chest. Thank you. I should have yes. felt like I was going through the G's like, with Normally, him. there's like that. The, what's great about surround sound is that they move sound through the speaker. So it should be sounding like. Like the jet just taking going off overhead. next to you going overhead. Yeah. And that was not the case at all. Oh. I literally was like, wow, are we actually back in the 1980s? It was, like, that, it was that bad where you could hear like the people like <laughs> next to you, but like, <sighs> oh, the worst. But the people weren't whispering. <sighs> First off, yeah. They were, listen, I don't mind kids at the theater. Like when I go to the theater, Jade, I expect it to be a family or like, yeah. you know, te- teenagers, even it's noisy normal. teenagers don't know. Parent, always, you yeah. should be able to take your kid. But, Whatever. But listen, the, it's the theater. 10 p.m. showing. That gets out at 12.15 a.m. There were no less than 14 children that I counted and just myself. Babies. B- babies. Infants. Baby. Like yeah, little infants. infants and we're talking, under and one. When I say children, I'm talking about children under the age of 10. Yes. That's what yeah. we saw. And like. Toddlers. Listen, this wasn't their fault. I, I don't blame the kids for this. No. Like their parents are irresponsible to the fact. And like, I, I can understand. I'm sure when you have kids, you want to get out and you want to do things. But like, why pick the 10 o'clock? Yes. These kids were tired. They were crying. It's past their bedtime. They, Again, they were bored. past midnight. So they're, they're they're screaming. They're crying. One kid was singing ABCs. Oh my God. Literally, Jay, that's what I was going to get to. This <laughs> this one girl was so bored. She kept going up and down the stairs like a million times. I think she had yes. to go to the bathroom. She wouldn't get a snack. And I was like, okay, whatever. I can okay. ignore this. The sound sucks anyway. Like, whatever. <laughs> But then, like, literally, it, it scared the shit out of me because she stood in my aisle. Like, and I'm not talking, I'm not even talking, this was like horror movie, like, yes. fucking the, the Shining or, like, she stood I was scared. facing me, facing me, like, not down the aisle, not down it, at me, yes. at my aisle. And then she started going, A, B, C, and I was like, with an intensity. I like turned to look at her because I didn't want to look her full in the eye because that's no. how you die in, in every situation. <laughs> I like cornered and she was looking like at our row, like 
kind of at me and I was like, I no. this is it. Josh, like, as soon as I started as soon as I heard her starting the ABCs, I was like, what the fuck? And I did that slow turn Jade, and I was like, <gasps> Jade, there, there are like, I, I now have two fears in movie theaters. One has always been because we're in Florida is, is some kind of shooter. Like I'm oh. always like checking that. Yeah. But now it's little children who I thought for sure I was waiting for the guy to come behind me and like knife Just me in the back. Like I was yeah. like, this is, this is how I go. Then <laughs> guys, probably another one of the worst parts, the fucking coughing. Look, <gasps> I get it. We're in a theater for several hours. Sometimes you're it wasn't eating. Just coughing. Shit gets it, in your throat. I can excuse it, but I, guys, this might as well have been the COVID ward. Like it was hacking. Jade, I'm convinced that we all have Co- scarlet uh, fever, uh, probably uh, monkeypox, uh, COVID. I, I'm not I, joking right now when I say that I went home and took an at-home COVID test it, like two it, days after that. That was the worst. It, I was scared. It was. The coughing was unreal. The like it wasn't. Was, it wasn't like you know how you always God. have like. There's always one person. I don't know how to explain this. There's always like one person, right? Like yeah. no matter how many theaters you go to, that like there's coughs, always someone. But it was like there was coughing in okay. the front. It would like riffle like but the it wave. Would, it was like not even just like a, it was like. <laughs> yeah, like there was like, there was some thick. There was <laughs> mucusy coughs. There were like dry heaving coughs. There were. It was and it was the whole stop movie. Your, this is your wife chaotic. kept her mask on the entire time. I, I almost went to the car and get a mask. I covered my mouth at one point because I was like, this Oh my God, is I had a jacket on and I pulled my jacket up over my mouth for like a good half the rest of the movie because I was like, yeah. I think I'm going to catch COVID. Th- this oh. by far was the most chaotic movie and I've ever seen. not only that, but so we're in AMC with assigned seats. And as we get into the theater, I don't know where this oh. random old man. You almost died. Yeah. I th- you were almost killed. I thought he was going to kidnap me. Yes. This, like old man basically comes up and he's like looking at he's at the seat numbers. I'm like, there's no fucking way. You're you're next to me. This guy bought the seat next yeah. to me. He's alone and there's no no one in the seats next to him. So no. I'm like, so then he specifically chose a seat that's next to someone else. Like who does that in a theater? Yeah. And I guarantee you my, I'm sorry, but I think I'm 100% correct in thinking that that was not his seat. I think you're 100% right. And he saw me sitting there and chose to sit right next to me because he tried talking to me. Oh, no. When he walked over and he was like, oh, he mumbled something. And I literally just turned to Danielle (laughs) and I was just like trying to talk about literally anything else. And I'm like scrunching my entire body onto like that side. Jade was texting me and Danielle, my wife, and like... (laughs) I didn't get it till later. So there's something wrong with the reception too in that yes. theater because I got it like 15 minutes later because I I almost texted you like Jade, are you okay down there? Like, yes. like and she was like, no. I think this guy's gonna kidnap me. Yes. Like, oh my god! Like, well, and then because the theater was so fucking hot, I wanted to take my jacket off. Nope. And I was wearing a tank nope. top, and I was like, no, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I like, and I literally my entire body was as squished into like the opposite side of the chair as I could be. I was so uncomfortable. It, the, like I said, the most chaotic movie. I've ever seen and in my entire life. That, the movie was bad. Oh, it it wouldn't even matter if the soundbar was on. It was just yeah. It was that's the thing is like we were like you know what take all that crazy yeah. experience away and actually look at the film and the reality is is the film itself underwhelming. Yeah. Too long, thirty yeah. minutes too long God. at least. It was By like two forty five or something two, two and two, a half, almost like thirty I think. It, yeah. No, thirty minutes too heavy. It, it was, was basically a all remake. about Tom Cruise. Yes. It 
Didn't need to be. It followed his story of the same bullshit that happened in the first fucking movie. And I don't know if they were trying to make it so that you could franchise this out with Rooster being the main character, Miles oh, Teller. But you can't because we focused no time on him or, or any, any of the, of the guys. Yeah, yeah, none of them. None of them. And you could have you could have fleshed out any of their and stories. Of course, Tom Cruise had to be the fucking hero again of the film. The only thing I did appreciate was that they did give a nod to to Val Kimmler and give him a couple minutes in the movie. That like, was really I, nice. That was really nice. Like Iceman, to see yeah. him and it's. That's what they're getting old sometimes sucks because that's seeing that made me sad. Like, that actually, those scenes with Val Kilmer made me sad because, like, Tombstone is probably one of my favorite movies of his to quote, you know, like, and it's it doesn't even look like the same guy anymore like no. it's not even the same and so person. it's like it's hard for him to talk so they had him like typing on a computer yeah. and i was like oh, i was like oh, oh this is bringing sad. me down why couldn't it why couldn't that have been tom cruise like for real that's all i could think that's all i could think the whole yeah. time <laughs> yeah and I, you know what? i don't feel bad no for thinking that anyways well, jade we wouldn't even be a film podcast if we didn't talk about the now drama that is known from the venice <sighs> film festival i knew I knew when you got that many celebrities together, there would be something. And I, I don't remember the last time the Venice Film Festival has made headlines the way well, this year has. They premiered the, probably the most chaotic film we've had to date uh, this year, which is Don't Worry, Darling. And the, the, the cast, which has do we all just insane. know this movie's going to be terrible? You know what? Though? It's going to be fucking horrible. In isn't a it? weird way. I feel like it's gonna, this is driving sales. Oh. Everyone is going to see it now. Well, I mean, I think it helps that you have Harry Styles on. I think that's going to definitely attract. So that is weird fans. One hundred percent. I mean, and look, Olivia Wilde is an attractive person. So is Florence Pugh. Is is you know amazing as well. And she's probably the best actress in the whole movie. Sounds like she's the only one that gives a decent performance in the whole film. So yeah, that's going to be worth watching. She's an Academy Award nominated actress. No, she's great. I think Karis Pine is a. But I feel like she never. She doesn't get the respect she deserves as an actress. You know what I mean? And it's because I, I think one because she's very young. Yeah, and but I mean, Midsommar. Like, I don't care if you like that movie or not. Like, she's fucking amazing in that that film. And anyone who says differently is a fucking idiot. Like, oh my God, yeah. And that's she can I'm, pull out a performance. A hundred percent. That's yeah. why when like people have seen what was the Marvel movie she's in, the Black Widow. Oh, Black Widow. Yeah, as Elena. Like, I've heard yeah. people reference that. Like, oh, she's okay. And I'm like, have you seen her in nothing it's else? A fucking Marvel movie. Yeah, like, everyone's she's bad. And ev- so many incredible films. Like, I loved her in Little Women. Yeah, she was great in that. I oh, should like to her. Yeah. Fighting with my family. She was really funny. Like, I think she did a great job in that. Also, I think she's finally coming into her own in a way. Like, if you see her on the red carpet, like, Um, she's basically like, what, the lesbian or bisexual icon now? Because, I mean, that's, I mean, I'm on lesbian TikTok 110%. And, like, I don't know how I got there. It's a fun place to be. Like, the the creators there are great. But, like, all of them seem to be talking about Florence Pugh. Like, every single one are showing her red carpet, like, outfit right now. So, but... I think the big news out of this is I don't even know where to start with this movie because <laughs> one one of my favorite parts is the Spitgate I oh. think part of this yes which insane you've seen every angle now right oh of course every single one I've seen like fifty million he, TikToks it, on this it didn't he didn't spit like we all know that it's no, just something that people but... made up like I I actually I've analyzed this so are you ready for my theory <laughs> I, I've watched all okay. of them so you can very clearly see. Before Harry enters the frame, and if you don't know what we're talking about, go Google Spitgate, Venice Film Festival, Don't Worry Darling, you're like going to find Harry it. Harry Styles, Chris Pine, Harry Styles, Chris Pine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, Chris Pine is holding a cell phone yeah. in his hand, mm-hmm. and he drops it in his lap as yes. he goes to clap. 
Yeah. And then Harry Styles walks up and then he he does one of these. He like looks down. Like we've all had our cell phone in our lap. He looks down. Obviously he got a text or something that made yeah. him laugh. Like that's what happened. But it's just because of the stern, odd face that Harry has that made that whole interaction seem way more aggressive than it actually was. Oh, of course. Well, it's because what it is, is it's a very small capture of this very small moment. Yeah. And like, you just don't know what's happening in those times. But it's just funny because it adds more fuel to the fire of the chaos that is this movie. 100%. And plus you add on top of that the insane interview that they had with Harry Styles <laughs> and Chris Pine, where Harry Styles describes Don't Worry Darling as this is a movie that's like a movie. It's like a real, it's film. Like a real film. It's like watching a movie. And Chris Pine is next to him holding everything inside of him as best as he can as an actor. And his neck is just tensing. His neck is betraying him. His, <laughs> his emotions. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so good. He's disassociating so hard. It's like the same way that you would when you sit in those pointless meetings oh. where somebody is just talking in circles and you're like, I feel like it's when someone is talking about your work in a way that makes no sense. Like, you know, have you ever yeah, had like, that in a meeting? Like if you're like in a project yeah. and someone's describing the project. Oh, let me tell you about like, the project. Oh, you're oh, like, God. um, you mean all the stuff that I did? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's how yeah. you see it? Mm, mm, like, mm, Jesus mm, Christ. Great. Thank you for your insights. Like, yeah. Uh, and then Olivia Wilde, of course, through the entire endeavor is, is doing herself no favors. No. I mean, there was the controversy with Shia LaBeouf that was earlier before this. <laughs> there was, she got egg on her face because of the comment she made about Florence, yep. you know, and... Of course, the affair with Harry. And the affair, like, you know, and, and I think this movie, I'm going to come out and say it, I think it's probably going to be bad when the reviews come back. So, yeah. like, I think Olivia is in for a rough next year because if she has yeah. a bad movie and bad drama... It's no one's gonna want to touch her. No one's gonna want to let her direct more movies. Speaking of no wanting to touch her, the the video of him <laughs> on the carpet, where literally everyone is trying so hard not to stand next to Olivia, so they keep rearranging this. <laughs> what I love about this too. Oh, one of my favorite things about that too is uh, like, probably what's funny is he has no controversy surrounding him in this yeah. thing, but Nick Kroll is in this cast. Yes, playing a serious role, and and people don't realize this because I mean most people who know Nick Kroll are. People who know him from maybe like you know some of his show, animation, uh, yeah, Big Mouth, yeah. And, and some of his comedy stuff, but like he's done some dramatic roles that he's yeah. really decent actor, and like he seems like the odd man out, like he's like in the red on the red carpet with Chris Pine <laughs> with Olivia Wilde, like and there. you like look at the photos and you're like, who is this fucking guy? Like, like who's the guy like the, with Florence Pugh? Like photographers being like, um, sir, sir, we're trying to get a picture of the cast. Could you move to the side? And he's like, the fuck? I, he I he did cast. a TikTok actually from Venice, and like he's like they're driving down the red carpet, and you know you have all the fans there like <laughs> yeah. looking in. He's like, hi, waving. He goes, sorry, no, I'm not Chris Pine. No, nope, you don't know me. I'm very famous in some circles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so his wife, accurate. too, is in there, and he, she's waving, and she goes, like, hey. none of these people know who we are. Hi. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so amazing. Amazing. Uh, and it. then, I mean, just a, the cherry on top of all of this is they got a four-minute standing oh, ovation yes. after the film, and Florence you know, Pugh had stood up at that point, and like halfway in, and then... Instead of waiting for the ovation to end, yeah. she literally picks up her purse like she's got somewhere to be. Yeah. And it's she just left like, at like the three minute mark, dude, dipped out, and the rest of the cast just followed her. And, and the audience is still trying like, to clap, like, uh, uh, I guess uh, that's okay. over. And Olivia Wilde's like is, awkwardly standing there, like, I guess I also to. need to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking bizarre. <sighs> Amazing. Also, I want to say her, uh, what is it? 
Florence Pugh's um, beauty team. Love it because <gasps> so obviously out of that drama, the controversy with Olivia Wilde and Shia LaBeouf, uh, one of the quotes that came from it is Olivia Wilde calling Florence Pugh Miss Flo. So yes. literally her beauty team all had shirts that said Miss Flo on it. And then when they took photos of her on the red carpet and posted on Instagram, the caption is Miss Flo. And I was like, love it. Damn. But damn. That's, that's just, a good team. That's, like, that's, yeah. that's just solid. Amazing. Yeah. Love it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to make this other comment as well. Mm. This is just from me seeing the trailer because I obviously haven't seen the movie yet. I still don't think Shia is a good person, but I understand why he was first cast. I think Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> for this type of movie, at least the type of movie the trailer's telling me it is, right. would have been, this movie would have been superior with him instead of Harry Styles. I could see it in yeah. terms of what he could bring to the role, but yeah. Because he would have brought that Shia intensity and that toxicity, I can't even say the word right, Yeah, that, you know what I mean, I think... Probably because this film does seem kind of dark or could have been dark. And I don't think Harry has that yeah, it has this gravitas. Like weird, like kind of almost like Stepford Wives, like astronaut's wife vibe thing happening that I just don't know what's going on. And I could see Shia playing that dark, creepy, controlling character. And I For think sure. that's why he was probably approached to do this. Like. Yeah. Without the beard. I, he couldn't, I, I, he, no beard in this one for him. No. Yeah. But, anyways, he's a criminal, should be in jail. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Shia, we still hate you. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, Jade, we should probably take a, oh, actually, you know what? Before we take a first look at our movie, mm. I almost forgot one very important thing because this should not be forgotten. Ooh. Someone else got a standing ovation at <gasps> yes. the Venice Film Festival. Cannot forget. So he is in, I'll tease it this way, there is a new movie by Darren Aronofsky called The Whale. Brandon Fraser is stars in this new movie. I don't even know what it's about, Jade. I, I haven't even seen a trailer yet. Same. It looks amazing. It's Darren Aronofsky, so I'm already interested. Yeah. But this man got a six-minute standing ovation at the Venice Film Festival. So oh. well-deserved. Just to watch him receive the, that. Yes. I mean, he was just so humbled and like you could just see how much it touched him because as we all know that he had left Hollywood because of very serious issues that he had had, not only with like mental health issues, but he was, you know, abused and sexually abused in Hollywood and basically left because he was like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is the environment I want to be in and was, you know, in a healthy space for a long time. And so his kind of return to Hollywood, I can imagine for him was a little scary and difficult. Obviously, one is he's not the young, ripped Brendan Fraser we know. And that's it. Hollywood's tough. Like if you don't fit that that mold and then to you know to be back in those circles where you were hurt so much but and just to see him in the way that you know just see how loved he is and that people love him and love his acting and just chills yeah because a lot of people might not know this but i mean it was in the early 2000s that brendan fraser stepped away from acting yeah because one of the claims was that he had said he came out in 2018 and mm-hmm. said he had been sexually assaulted or sexually abused yeah. by uh, a Hollywood executive uh, who was actually part of the uh, Golden Globes. Yes. Um, I, I forget the name of the, of the person, but, you know, he even when he came out during that time, he didn't get a lot of attention or respect, um, no. both, you know, previously in the early 2000s or in 2018. And it's just been within the few, last few years that he's gotten roles again, because I, I think essentially... I don't know that he's ever come out and said this. I think he essentially got blackballed because I think he mentioned it. I think so too because he spoke up about it. He did. And the industry was like, okay, you just want attention or 
because the people protecting the yeah. person that assaulted him were like, you know, told like, hey, don't work with him because he's spreading lies about me. And, and I imagine being a man as well. That probably didn't go oh, over. And that's that's my well thing too is I think with him being a man, I think people were less likely to believe him, yeah. and, which is really sad and tragic. And but I'm just I'm just, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to see him in this to yeah. see Brendan Fraser in it, starring in a film. It's going to be exciting because I, I we were hoping to get that in Batgirl. I was going to say got it. I'm like fuck you fucking hbo and discovery fuck Warner all of you media yeah. you fuckers i swear to god if they don't release that in some underground thing or someone someone needs to steal anonymous, that anonymous someone needs to fucking this is steal a that. message yeah. to you anonymous you didn't come through in the 2016 I election need you to have this is your shit. time yeah get us back girl yep yeah get it back girl we all we all deserve it yeah. you know honestly that's another thing that pisses me off we're giving them a we're giving hbo a massive tax write-off as the u.s american public we're getting a yes. massive tax write-off. that stuff yeah. all of those films and shows that they're mm-hmm. they're deleting all of that should be public record it should all be uh what, what do you call it public domain public domain that should be the new rule From the library hey, of congress you want to write off yep. that's absolutely fine but all the material that you're getting a write-off on it's now public domain anyone can use it anytime they want yep done Let's see your first look and a movie this week, which is Bullet Train. Yes. Whatever the opposite is of what we described with Top Gun, both the movie itself and the experience (laughs) was Bullet Train. I thought I was going to enjoy this movie. Yeah. Not to the extent that I did. I. Yes. I genuinely didn't stop laughing almost the entire entire film or. Was I, I was entertained like it was fucking gladiator for me. My I was I was entertained. Eyes the were entire glued movie. to the to that screen. Like and I was dude. Jade, I literally didn't even want to go to Maverick. I wanted Same. to watch that movie again. I wanted to leave on I, wanted, I wanted I wanted to go and watch that movie again. Like that was a movie I, I would have literally I looked for it on Amazon. I was like, I will pay twenty dollars uh-huh. again to go watch this. Listen, I would never tell anyone to do this. If this movie is twenty dollars and you want to go to the theaters, just fucking Rent it. Just do it's it. It's gonna be the best. Get money get some spent. people together. Yeah. Everyone chips in. Do it. And by the way, I have to say, I cannot believe Danny pooed this movie before we went to go see it. No, I, <sighs> my wife was like, "I'm not even excited." I was like, "What are you?" Ta- what she are you was shitting about? on it the whole time, and was like, "I don't know. I might just like leave halfway through." And I was like, "What the fuck?" What are you talking about? And then she was dying laughing the entire time. And so. I have so much to say, but I think the one thing I want to get across on this movie that I loved was the cameos in this movie were some of the best directing oh, I've seen. Like hands down. We have Sandra Bullock in this movie. We have Channing Tatum. We have uh who's the kid from Hero? Uh fuck. Yeah, we have Masi Oka, yeah. Karen Fukuhara, who's from um The Boys. Um Oh yeah, from The Boys. That's who it was. Yes. Right, Ryan Reynolds. I don't know. I can't remember if you said that. Yeah, Ryan, yeah, no, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it plays a small role in this. I mean, it's it's so good, and they're all so funny. Like they're used so well. Like sometimes cameos can be just throwaways or like shock value, which mm-hmm. all have their place. Everyone had even the smallest role fit so well into the story and was hilarious. Like Channing Tatum being his like somewhere in between his like. I don't know, Magic Mike self and Lost City self like yes. character was absolutely like- amazing because while he was in four minutes of the movie, it, it, it was great. stole those scenes a little bit. He did. Because yeah. <laughs> essentially he's approached by three of the main characters at, at, at various points and like each time he thinks they're approaching him for sex. Yeah. Like they're like, is, 
And you, do you want me to do sex stuff? Because it's the very first time. And then like each time after that, you're like, is this is kind of a little bit bisexual? Because he seems a little into it. Yeah. Because he keeps getting quite like these odd questions throughout the, the movie. And then he'll be like, is is this a sex thing that I mean, like, was talking I, about? I, I, I'll do it if you ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I, I mean, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. What about you? Like something that stands out for you, Jada, in this movie. Oh, my God. It's just the way that they connect the storylines. Like, this is a very complex plot. Oh. But. There are probably, like, seven, like, intertwining stories. And and the movie's only two hours long. Yeah, and it's actually so crazy the way they connect everything. But it was done so well and in such a way that, like, it didn't feel convoluted. It didn't feel, like, overwrought or unnecessary. Like, to me, I was, like, the way they presented it and presented the information, it worked so well. This movie, to me, is a good example of, I often say, there are times, especially in action movies, like, you want to find balance, right? In between, mm-hmm. like, getting the action that you want, those entertaining, you know, like, fight scenes yeah. or shooting scenes or whatever they are, however the movie does it, but, like, also wanting to understand the story and right. and the backstory of some of these characters. This movie, I think, is a prime example of just enough. Like, yeah. I could tell you almost every single character that was in here, I could tell you their motivation. Yep. I could tell you you know, a, a little bit about them and it all made sense in the context yes. of the overall story they were trying to tell. And that to me is a rare thing yes. in movies like this. Oh my God. Yeah. Because here we have an ensemble cast and you have all these different characters and every character is differentiated. Like there's something unique and interesting about each one that when watching, you don't feel like they all just blended together. And you're like, oh, that's just an, that's one assassin, that's another assassin, that's another assassin. Yeah. There's nothing like because it very easily could have been that. Oh, it very easily could have been absolutely. That. But instead, you get these very interesting, very unique, very three dimensional characters that, oh my god, just com- added so much to the story. Especially, I mean, come on, Lemon and Tangerine. <laughs> if we don't get, a fuck, I want a prequel of, of just the two of them. If we don't get one, it's it the. Travesty, like travesty. I mean, Jade, I I have so much more I want to talk about in this movie, but let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll give our review of Bullet Train. You can watch it in theaters. Go watch it. And now our feature presentation. Talk to me. I am ready. You are getting the new and improved me. Because if you put peace out in the world, you get peace back. I think you might be forgetting what you do for a living. Take the gun. Every job I do, somebody dies. I'm not that guy anymore. Some conflicts require a gun. Hey, this is nice. Okay, what am I snatching and or grabbing? A briefcase. You said you wanted simple for your first job back. Doesn't get simpler. And our movie this week is Bullet Train, uh, and it's in theaters. I was trying to think of where it's streaming, but I don't think it is yet. You can <laughs> no, probably rent it. I imagine it's probably on... Not yet. Ooh, not yet. It's pre-order on Amazon. Ooh, so it's close. But I'm thinking close. probably in a couple of weeks or so, it's going to be available for like 20 bucks. But even then, like we said... Worth it. Worth it. Just go ahead and rent it. Like this to me, like when I think of summer blockbuster, this is the movie I'm talking about. Oh my God. This is what I want to go see. Like I'd go back and watch this again in theaters. That's what I mean. Like, do you remember when, I mean, we're not even that old, but I feel like back in my day, (laughs) you know, when you would have just a handful of just 
A-list summer blockbuster mm-hmm. movies. And like I remember several times when I was a kid going back and watching the same movie in theaters. Uh, and I'd be yeah. like, this movie fucking rocked. I'm going back, back. And, and seeing it again. I did as a teenager, yeah. too. I think I saw Mean Girls twice in theaters. Yeah. I was like, oh, whatever, let's go back. I don't think I ever saw that in theaters. But <gasps> I, I went, yeah. Tragic. Yes. That makes me sad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, for those who aren't uh, on the same hype train for Bullet Train. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about what this movie is about, Jade. Yeah, so Ladybug is an unlucky assassin determined to do his job peacefully after one too many gigs gone off the rails. Fate, however, may have other plans as Ladybug's latest mission puts him on a collision course with lethal adversaries from around the globe, all with connected yet conflicting objectives on the world's fastest train. The end of the line is just the beginning in this nonstop thrill ride through modern-day Japan. It's it does not do it justice because it has so much more. And, like, and, like, and that's the extended summary too. Yeah, and I mean this is just surpasses its IMDb rating. It's seven and a half, honestly, which I guess is fairly high for IMDb, but yeah. it, it deserves a ten. It deserves it a fucking eleven. Like yeah. you have Brad Pitt starring in this movie as Ladybug, Joey King, as we know from The Princess and mm-hmm. several other films. She is outstanding. She, yes. Actually, funny enough. Her name is not the princess. Her name is Prince, Prince. in this yeah. movie. And you'll find out why when you watch it. Um, I mean, we have guys like I actually like Michael Shannon. I've been following his career I for a number of Michael years. Michael Shannon. I feel like he's one of those guys that falls under the radar sometimes. You know, honestly. We talked about him on the podcast before as being the one that like people just he's like in so many things. I think people don't even realize. And he kind of like you said, like does he flies under the radar? Yeah. He's a phenomenal actor. And you also have appearances uh, from people like Zazie Beetz, who, as we know, are in movies like she was in The Heart of They Fall. Yes. Uh, that we've Deadpool. watched, reviewed here. A Deadpool, Joker. Uh, also, we have uh, I'm going to get this wrong. Karen Fukuhara. Right? Yeah, Fukuhara. Fukuhara, who uh, many of you would know from The Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, what is her character in The Boys? I'm sorry, the one who doesn't talk. Kamiko. Kamiko. There we go. She plays Kamiko <laughs> in, the, in The Boys. Um, I, I thought this was funny because it took me a while to figure out who he was. He plays a very small role, who's the conductor. Yes. Uh, Mazioka? Yeah. Right? Who's Hiro from Heroes. Heroes. Yeah. That, that's the only thing I knew him from. He's been in a lot of stuff, though. But I mean, he Heroes been. is probably what most His people would recognize probably, him from. Yeah. I mean, I could go on. I mean, this this cast is absolutely stacked. Anyone? Who am I leaving out? Are here, you Jade? kidding me? There's Brian? Logan Lerman as the son, Bad Bunny yep. as the wolf. Then we have Hiroku Sanada, phenomenal martial arts oh. actor, as the elder. Thank then you so have... much for bringing him up because, yes. like, I like I was so excited. People don't. I don't feel like people get excited if you don't watch like samurai or kung fu movies, yeah. and like him in this movie. Ah, yeah, perfect, perfect casting choice. He's incredible. Then we have Aaron Taylor Johnson as Tangerine. You guys might know him from Kick Ass. He's also Quicksilver in the Marvel comic uh, MCU. Um, then we have Brian Tyree Henry as Lemon, who is my favorite. Andrew Koji as Kimura, um, and of course Sandra Bullock and the small role of Maria. It's, I mean, it's stacked cast. It's it's so stacked, and I mean, this is all directed by probably someone you wouldn't recognize, uh, David. I think it's Leech, Leech um, yeah. which is L E I T C H uh, Leech. But he has actually directed movies like Atomic Blonde. He was involved in the John Wick series. He directed mm-hmm. Deadpool two. Even directed the Celine Dion. Deadpool <laughs> music video, which I surprisingly haven't seen, Jade. I can't believe you've never seen it. So, but I mean, he also has quite a background yeah. in stunts, so which makes sense once you see this movie. But mm-hmm. I mean, this definitely is within his wheelhouse and I think might be his magnum opus. Like this, this to me, 
as much as I love Deadpool, as much as mm-hmm. I love some of the other movies that he's done, John Wick series, yeah, this movie I could watch literally again and again and again. Like, no Same. question about it. I mean, beautifully directed. And, of course, the I mean, the writing is incredible. Zach Olkovich, who wrote it based on the book by Kotoro Isaka. Like, I mean... You know what, Jay, you know what I was thinking when I was watching this movie is this is the character I, in essence, this is what I mm-hmm. wanted Joey King to be in The Princess. A little bit, yeah. I wanted her to be serious, funny, have a well-rounded character, and kick ass. And she did that yeah. in this movie. She did that in this movie. She did a her much that. better performance in yes. this film. And yeah, I, I think had she had this kind of like innocence with this like darkness to her in The Princess, I think it would have worked a little bit better. All right, so let's walk through this. I literally don't have anything <laughs> written down, Jade. But All right, for you, I have everything what, written down. What was trash? <laughs> Honestly, I really can't think of much. I maybe I would say it's hard because it's not even so much that it's trash, but like I just wish maybe I had a little bit more of seeing white death become like be more menacing they showed Mm. us a few scenes of him kind of cutting people down but like i think maybe he would have been a larger than life darker menacing character like the evil bad guy had we seen a little bit more of what he can do um i think it kind of showed the same like four shots over and over again of like him just wielding a sword touching someone's arm and then taking like a throne and i was like yeah I wanted to look just a little bit more, just a little bit more to build him up as a villain. I guess I can see that. Uh, you know, for me, I think the only thing I can maybe pick apart a little bit is maybe the trope of like, it felt like because we were in Japan and there mm-hmm. were a lot of, I mean, to be quite honest, more white characters playing mm-hmm. the main characters, if you will, in this film. Yeah. A lot of the minority characters, like the the Japanese characters in this film, were just cannon fodder. You know what I mean? Like they were, and and I think we even had several minorities die first. You know, so maybe just falling into some of those tropes. But I mean, honestly, in the grand scream, scream, (laughs) scream context, uh, the grand scheme of the context of this movie, I mean, I can't find a lot. Like I, I had nothing written down for this part because it's hard. I thoroughly enjoyed this film, and like it. It was very rare. <laughs> it's know. very rare, Jade, that I go into a movie and don't have a formed opinion Something or like an at. expectation. Most of the time, even when I'm really excited about, especially even some of the movies we've watched recently, when I'm excited, I know going into it, it's going to be good. I assumed right. this was going to be a decent movie, but it it the trailers did not prepare me for how amazing okay, this film was. I knew I was going to like it. I just, right off the back, I knew there was going to be a decent amount of like, you know, comedy with the action, but like... I was just so completely blown away. This beyond exceeded my expectations. Um, Let's go into treasure then, because yeah. I mean, we could probably talk about this all day. What What are some of the top things oh for God. you that made this movie such a treasure? I mean, first and foremost, I just want to go into the whole entirety of relationship that is Lemon and Tangerine. <sighs> These characters the make this film for me, honestly. Like, so we have. Aaron Taylor Johnson as Tangerine and then we have uh, Brian Tyree Henry as Lemon and they are all considered the twins. They're called the twins. I was going to say they're called the twins. Um, and it cracks me up because Brad Pitt has this line where he's like uh, yeah I'm not so sure they're twins <laughs> um, but they have this kind of back and forth moment at the very beginning of the film because um, Lemon starts talking about Thomas the Tank Engine and he's like you know 
He says, everything I've learned about people, I've learned from Thomas. And he pulls out this like sticker sheet of Thomas the and friends like trains and he starts talking about how each train represents a different personality yes. trait and then everyone is, everyone fits, fits into, into one, of, one of those <laughs> and he's like so he says like you know diesel diesel's like the 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 bad one the asshole like whatever and so he kind of p- says that the diesel's the villain of the film but i mean this and it's a, it's a runner so this conversation runs throughout the entire entire film, film. Like he continues this like with Tom Satangage the whole time. It was great. His brother Tangerine is always like, "Fuck you! You're not you're not <laughs> talking to them about to- the tank engine." Yeah. Or no, someone says Thomas the train at one point. Yes. He goes, "Uh, it's Thomas, Thomas the tank, tank yeah, tank engine. Yeah. It's, it's tank. It's just yeah. don't yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Are you telling him about Thomas again? Of course, of course, I'm, of course I'm going to tell him about." It. He goes, "Do you have your stickers? Yeah, yeah, yes, of course." When I have he whipped out that sticker sheet, Josh, oh. I lost it. <laughs> And he has it the whole the time. The whole movie. Well, he keeps pulling it out. And he'll stick the ones if he thinks you fit a personality trait. I think what he saw it like Percy on, I think, uh, The Sun. Yeah. And he's like, You're a Percy and like sticks it to his forehead. <laughs> and I was like, This is brilliant. I love when he tries to to tell uh Brad Pitt Ladybug that yes. he's a diesel and he's, he's a like diesel. Not, a, not a diesel. You're a fucking diesel. Yeah, you're diesel. <laughs> I know I'm going to talk about him in best performance as well, Jade, but like yeah. the treasure for me was just the persona of Brad Pitt in this movie because uh, I secretly deep down, I don't aspire to be too many people, but like I want to be Brad Pitt's character in okay, this movie. Josh, I think in this it, movie twice during this film, both your wife and I turned to you during moments that he had where we were like, Josh, this is you. This, this is a hundred percent you. It's, I think it's incredibly difficult to have comedy and action work well hand in hand in a movie. And it, and it doesn't oh, yeah. always work out. Like, I think a lot of times you end up with one or the other, right? You end up with a really decent mm-hmm. comedy or a really good action movie. And a lot of times those two things don't overlap well mm-hmm. or don't fuse together well, I should say. Right, yeah. Just the moments, the choreography in oh, this movie is yes. so good. And one of my favorite scenes where I know you turned to me because I thought yeah. this, I was like, this is something I would say. <laughs> Literally, there is the the cart girl is a running gag mm-hmm. throughout this movie. So she's always kind of in the way of various fights. And they always try to be so polite. Like around here, yeah. they're always like, like even Brad Pitt one time when he's trying to get something in the cart, he's like, he goes, oh, and he like bows. He's like, thank you. And he goes, wait, yeah. I thought I, I thought this was here. a bowing country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, did I mess up? So like he's in a fight with Tangerine and they make their way into the dining car and they're fighting, thrashing around, mm-hmm. like breaking things, tearing shelves off. And then the cart girl comes in and they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and they both are just like like sit there and, and she's like, uh, hello. She, she's like tries to offer them Hi, a drink. Like, Do you want something? Yeah. And, and Tangerine's <laughs> like, no, 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 we're good. You can just move along. And, and then and then like Ladybug's sitting there and he just like puzzled Brad Pitt look and he's like, actually, um, do you have water? And and she's like, oh yeah. And he goes, ooh, um, like maybe sparkling. Like yeah. Spark- oh yeah. Okay. He's like, that's the one. He's like, oh. And then my favorite is he's like, um, I don't actually have my wallet. Uh, the guy <laughs> stole it. Would you mind? He's asking he the guy. He's tangerine. Pay for, pay for it. it. In the middle of their the fight. Of the fight. And he's taking sips of water because, after she leaves. And then, and then he's like, he chugs did you, it. Did you want some? Yeah. Did you, did you want some? <laughs> he's like, are you sure you don't want to? Sure you don't? Just, yeah. He's like, he goes, yeah. I hope you enjoy it. it cost me ten bucks. He's like ten dollars for God. Like, and they're like, oh and the best part is too is it's a sparkling water, <laughs> and he's still pausing this fight, even though the car goes left <laughs> to, to chug the, the fucking sparkling water. 
And he's like, too many throws it at his head. He's like, are you sure you don't want to talk this out? And he's like, no, not particularly. No. He's like, okay. And then fucking tosses it at his head. Like these moments with Brad Pitt are so good. Like he has these funny comedic beats, which I mean, we've seen Brad Pitt do comedy before, but not quite in this light before. It's so good. The character's great because he's this reluctant assassin. Like the fact that he won't even use a gun. Yeah. So, and then actually that sets up one of the best parts of the film is at the very beginning, he's talking to his handler and she left him a bunch of stuff in this locker for him to take on the train. And one is a gun. gun. She's like, take the gun. Take the gun. And he's like, no. And then he takes up this little tiny bottle of sleeping powder. She's like, you didn't bring the sleeping powder, did you? And he's like, uh, maybe. Maybe he's it, like, do you remember what happened, happened last time? time? <laughs> he's like, he almost killed that guy. And he's like, you had a heart problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the way the sleeping powder comes back into play is so fucking good. Uh, so- like everything, like, you, you know, what, what is that famous, uh, there's a famous quote about like plays where someone's like, don't show me a gun in the first act unless you're going to use it in the third or something like yes. that. Yes, yeah. This movie is, is the textbook of this because yes. literally everything that's introduced even when you think it's minor and you overlook it, like I'm sure if we were oh. to watch the movie, everything is reintroduced well, and plays a huge role. They actually point that out in one of probably my favorite things in this film. So as each new character kind of arrives, they do this like intro. They're like, this is the wolf. And then they kind of show their backstory of how they got <gasps> to the train. Well, at, towards the very end, <laughs> there's this. So basically, um, Ladybug ends up using the sleeping powder. He puts it in this Fiji water bottle that Lemon and Tangerine have on their table. And and you're waiting the entire time for someone to drink it. And then at one point, Lemon is like chugging this fucking Fiji water. So you know he's going to eat it. The absolute worst moment. And then, of course, he ends up passing out. But And then that's like way at the beginning of the film. So you're like, okay, whatever. The sleeping thing, the, the water bottle is done. No out of fucking nowhere and the middle like right towards the end they're just like bam like they, it, and this is like like right before we're like final boss, boss mode. mode like yeah. so you're like on your edge of your seat waiting for something yes. to happen and then all of a sudden it's like boom the water bottle and then it shows you the perspective of the water bottle's journey to get to the train from the vending machine, <laughs> the vending machine yeah <laughs> to like lemon getting it bringing it on the train getting the sleeping powder knocking lemon out falling under the seat and then eventually rolling and then getting to like uh, i think it's komoda found finds it but i mean just the the detail of this absolutely incredible and then one of my favorite little fun facts is uh the fiji water bottle they said has a cameo in uh the lost city oh uh. <laughs> and that's it too. I mean, you know, I, I, I'll come back to that in a second. But I want to, since we're already talking about it, who do you think had the best performance in this film? Oh, so I almost wanted to give it to Brad Pitt, but honestly, I really feel like it's Brian Tyree Henry who played <sighs> Lemon. It, he does steal every scene that he's in. Like he does. honestly, I mean, like I could, I was rooting for him. The entire movie, even though like kind of him and Ladybug are against each other a little bit at the beginning, like I was just like, I don't know. I I don't want anything bad to happen to him. No. I don't. And he just he became my favorite character. And you know what we deserve, honestly, because I think I think I got I think it touched me when I saw the backstory of the twins when they were little kids. Like you kind of get this little flashback. We need a Tangerine and Lemon origin story. Absolutely. I would watch that movie all day. Not only that, but they you know the perfect setup for that is the bolivia job oh it should just be called the bolivia, the bolivia job. job the yeah. bolivia job because that's it. it's it's what they did before they got on the train and got them there that's where lemon shot ladybug twice twice <laughs> 
another great scene. One of the best gags I, of the film. I feel like that's me too because like it comes to a point where Lemon's trying to <laughs> apologize for shooting Brad Pitt previously and he's like, you know, I'm really sorry that I shot you and, and Brad Pitt goes, it, it was twice. You shot oh me God. twice. Yeah. <laughs> twice. Oh, yeah, he's like, I'm sorry that I shot you twice. <laughs> oh my God. Cause I look, cause he won't, he doesn't remember who he is. He's like, are you kidding me? Like you shot me twice. And one of my favorite lines, <laughs> like, he's, he's like, you look like every white homeless man I've ever seen. And I'm like, uh, that, that was going to be, cause it's so good. This is the Brad Pitt homeless man era. Like he looks yeah. like yeah. Robbie Downey Jr. When he was younger. Absolutely. Like, honestly, like Incredible. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite lines for sure. Um, I mean, there's just so many other amazing things they do. Like, there's um, a quiet train on there. Oh. And so oh the first God. time that, like, Lemon and Ladybug have kind of their, like, fight, they're trying to do it quietly. And meanwhile, there's this, like, older white woman keeps turning around trying to shush them as they're, like, quietly beating the shit out of each other. And she's like, I'm going to get the conductor. <laughs> yes. And then my favorite part is when Ladybug turns around and is like, eat a bag of dicks, lady. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I- I'm working on I'm it. I'm working on this. <laughs> 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 also, dude, he's like, he's, he tries to get off the train so many times and quit the job yes. where he's like, I need to, I need to just go find a Zen, Zen garden God. and like reevaluate my life. And I was like, why do I want this to be me? Yes, like, oh my God. I love because at the very beginning, he when he's talking to his handler, he's like, if you put peace out in the world, you get peace back. She's like, I think you might be forgetting what you do for a living. Like, <laughs> so good. Uh, I think you know, honestly, I, I did love. You know, Lemon's performance, I, that character was amazing. But I mean, to me, I love this era of Brad Pitt. And I hope mm-hmm. that this is a precursor for th- more movies like this. Because not that Brad Pitt's ever had a problem fitting in or like acting or, or being oh, comfortable in his no. own skin. I mean, he's done comedy before, like Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Smith. This to me, though, seems like Brad Pitt as he is now if that makes any sense this like he is like he's just having a good so time so much fun like you know what i mean we talk about this a lot like actors having a good time and i think yeah. it, it's at the point in your career where you can say yes and no yep. to whatever you want and mm-hmm. i mean he had a lot of creative control over this movie and i think yeah he brought on the right people he brought in the right cast and he was like this is the movie i want to make like this is literally just an extension of the character that he played in lost city like oh, and it's my God. better and yes. i want to see more movies of him like <laughs> Whatever Steve Carell is doing is the opposite of what Brad Pitt is doing. And I want to see more Brad Pitt and less Steve Carell because I didn't mention this before. I'm just going to bring it up. I watched The Patient. Fucking horrible. Don't watch it. Don't waste your time. Let's come back to Bullet Train. More positive. (laughs) Anyway, I I have to give it to Brad Pitt. He's great. Amazing. Like, this is a new era of Brad Pitt, I'm hoping. And this is what I want to see. But, Jade, we have to get... This movie is so quotable. Like, Oh, there's so many good things. Unreal. And the best part is, is these quotes are also mirrored with some of the best physical comedy like it just <laughs> chef's kiss amazing <laughs> all right so you mentioned one of yours already but like g- give me at least one or two more here oh my god um so <laughs> definitely this is what also reminded me of you there's this moment where <laughs> the elder uh who he gets on the train this is like towards the end and at this point like ladybug is exhausted <laughs> he's sitting with prince he doesn't realize who prince is yet there's no one else on the train and the elder walks in and sits at the seat directly across from them which by the way is like everyone's pet peeve right or like when things are empty and a yeah. stranger just comes and fucking sits right next to you and then he starts to talk to him. And he's like, the elder goes, I'm going to tell you a story now. And Ladybug's like, no, I'm good. He's like, it's <laughs> short. And then he's like, he's like, really, I- I'm fine. It's like, no, it's very quick. 
no. He's like, it's a good story for you, I think. I'm cool. Here we go. And I'm just like, (laughs) it's so perfect. It's that idea of just like, I don't know who you are. Why are you telling me this? And I don't want to hear this. So... <laughs> that was one of my favorites. I was gonna use that one. That that because oh that's so again. I felt it. I knew you were gonna say that to me during the movie because like when he was like, mm, I'd rather not. Like yeah, that's it's, just it's like, no. I feel like that's so much in life where like people are like, hey, you know what? And I'm like, I I'd, I'd rather just stop you right there. Yeah, I'd rather nope. just not continue with this. It's okay. One, <laughs> I'd almost forgotten about this quote <laughs> where <laughs> I'm sorry. This is just so. It's more of a story, so I'm going to tell my story. Oh, okay, okay. Channing Tatum easily has, to me, one of the best oh cameos in this. And I forget who approaches him first. I think it's it Ladybug. is Ladybug. Yeah, yeah, so it's Ladybug. And he gives him his hat and his, his to make it glasses to look yeah. like him because the other tangerine and lemon are looking for him. And so he sits down and he's like, I have a proposition for you. And he starts like talking, and, and Channing Tatum's like, it, Is this a sex thing? <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, he's like, no, 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 it's just here. And he does it. And then, then it's Lemon that finds him. Yeah. And he comes up to him and he thinks it's him. And he's like, oh, you're not. Where's the other guy? Where's the stuff? And he goes, uh, I think he meant that way. Is is this where the sex stuff comes now? Like, there's there's an ongoing gag with Janet Dayton where he thinks, because every main character comes up to him and approaches him. And he's like, man, you guys are. Is this where the sex stuff happens now? Like, <laughs> I will. Like, and it's just like it's so fucking hilarious. It made me laugh. It shouldn't have, but I mean, he just literally steals. He's in three or four minutes of the movie yeah. and steals the scene every, every time moment. he's in it. And it's, it's his reactions oh are so good. I also love like, um, so. Uh, Joey King is Prince. She pretty much throughout the entire film does this like innocent girl act where she gets, she pretty much kind of tricks every character at one point. Is this the white girl tears? Yes. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> so this is like towards the end and basically like Lemon asks, it's her and Kimura, uh, yeah, Kimura and so he's like, you know, hey, have you guys seen like a briefcase with the train sticker on the handle? Or no, he says like, have you seen, um, um, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, a suitcase he, with a, a, um, with a train sticker on the handle. Yeah. And she goes, oh, briefcase. Yeah, and she, she says, says yeah. So she gives herself away by saying briefcase. And at this point, he turns around and he's like, oh, why would you say briefcase? We're on an overnight train. Someone, everyone would assume suitcase. Yeah. And so once she kind of gives herself away, she starts doing like, you know, she's like crying. She's like, oh, I don't know what's happening. This guy kidnapped me. Like, da-da-da. She's, you know, doing the whole like, cr- you know, crying act. And Lemon's like, I'm sorry. I just get so captivated by white girl tears. And I was just like, <laughs> It Damn. was so good. Yes. <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to think if there's anything else here worth bringing up. I mean, there's a bunch of trivia on this movie. The oh, you know oh. what? I almost forgot about Jade because you know it's so hard to take notes while you're in the theater. Like we both mm-hmm. of us try to do it like a day or two after when we do theater movies. But I mean, the do you remember the smart toilet scene? Oh my god, yes. Such a fun genius list. like like Brad Pitt's trying to hang out in the bathroom and hide Amazing. there essentially until his his stop comes up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like playing, playing with, the, with the toilet. Yes. He's, he's like, well, it's like, 
that's one of the quotes I have is like, have you tried these smart toilets? They're a pleasure to the senses. <laughs> They're a pleasure to the senses. <laughs> and he keeps They're hitting amazing. the bidet button. And like, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, there's also um, an amazing one when, again, he's like talking about how he's bad luck. So the whole thing about being called Ladybug is a play on the fact that his character thinks he's unlucky and ladybugs are supposed to be lucky. And it's funny because by the end of the film, he really kind of is lucky. It's amazing he survived. And so he says, my bad luck is biblical. I'm not even trying to kill people and someone dies. Remember the suicidal bellboy? And Maria's oh like, oh my God. You, she's like, you drove him to the hospital and he didn't die. And that that whole scene is coupled by like a flashback where Brad Pitt's just sitting in his car waiting for his mark to come out and a bellboy just falls into his <laughs> car. And as he's driving to the hospital, his like head pokes down through the he's like, ah! he's like, ah! just screaming. <laughs> With him. He's like, I'll get you. And like, he's like, he didn't die. He didn't die. Died. I got it. I, I took him to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, what I love is oh. this film really has a thing with timing that goes unnoticed until you go after. We already talked about some of them, but the whole movie is two hours and eight minutes, which is exactly yes. the time it takes for a bullet train to go from Tokyo oh, yeah. to Kyoto. Which is yeah. where they went in the film. Clever. So I love that. I was like, that's fun. Like, that's just fun stuff that just. Yeah. And they play with like irony a lot. Like, there's a scene where Lemon and Tangerine are talking, and Lemon's like, he's like, oh, because Tangerine's like, oh, you're wearing your bulletproof vest. And Lemon's like, I just feel like when you wear a bulletproof vest, it gives you this false sense of security, oh, and you always yeah. end up, and you end up getting shot in the neck. And then later, it's actually Tangerine gets shot in the neck, and Lemon gets shot in the chest. But has the vest, but vest on. on. Yeah, it's incredible. And then also kind of playing in the lemon and tangerine is in the very end. Lemon, when he escapes from uh, after jumping off the bridge, he takes a he comes across a tangerine truck, which I'm like beautiful, yeah, beautiful homage. And then he uses that to kill Prince. And then, so it's basically like lemon and tangerine are killing Prince. And I was like, Ugh, it's this, it's so awesome. Good. Like I love, so much. I don't think I need to ask for a rating, but where do you rate this, Jade? I mean, this is a treasure. Yeah. I, I, like, I just, I would watch this 10 times over. You know, that 100%, Jade. Like, I, going into this movie, if you had said, hey, bullet train, is it going to be a treasure? I'd be like, it, it, you know, it's maybe. probably a shelf, probably a gem. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe maybe I something. Gem. I, I was make Maybe gem, because it might be funny, you know. But, yeah. like, I am going to, I would buy this movie on DVD. Like, Same. I would, a Blu-ray. I mean, I don't even have a Blu-ray player anymore. <laughs> I would buy this. <laughs> On Blu-ray and keep it just so I had it so that if I bought a digital copy that I could still have a physical copy to watch over and over again if like yeah. Amazon decides to take it down. Like it's that good. That's it is a treasure. A hundred yeah. <laughs> it, it it is a hundred percent a treasure. Yeah. I wanna see sequels. I want this to be the next John Wick series. I want series. this to be like Taken into hold, like I like we said, I want to see the Lemon and Tangerine prequel. Yeah. I want to see. Oh, you know what? I want to see the Wolf. I want to see the the Hornet. I want to see. I'll I see all see, the movies. You know what I do want to see, Josh? I want to see fucking Carver. What he was doing on his sick day. Oh my god! Because the whole thing, the whole Ryan Reynolds, the whole 100%. entire film is that Ladybug is filling in for this other assassin carver so it's kind yeah. of like thing of like i'm not even supposed to be here today and the, the, the whole thing when the white wolf figures out that he's not even supposed oh, to yeah, be white there death. i thought he was gonna lose he the white like, death i thought yeah. he was gonna he's lose like, you his killed shit. my wife and lady he's Bugs, like actually that, that was carver i'm just filling in for okay. him. <laughs> again this is where i felt like it would be me because he was like you killed my wife and now i'm going to, he goes ah, ah, i need to hold on before we uh, yeah 
I, that wasn't me. Wasn't I'm me. just filling in. Carver, I'm not Carver. That's yeah. been a whole he's mistake. Sick. He's whole sick today. He's sick I'm today. just filling in. And he's sitting there going, what the what fuck? The fuck? <laughs> but like, wouldn't it be so incredible to just watch oh a movie about Carver being like, calling Maria and just being like, hey, you know, oh, and him I'm knowing. not feeling great. And, and just like, Why do I feel like Carver knows? No. Like Carver fucking I knew. I feel you'd almost be better if he didn't. <laughs> and then it's just like, it cuts slowly. It just like cuts into certain scenes that are happening on Bullet Train. It's just him like, like making a soup. They should have made a short. It. They should have made a oh. fucking like 15 minute yeah. short. Grabbing of just, a lozenge. Oh my God. Yeah. Cutting in scenes from. Running you, a bath. You know where. I know we were talking about this at some point, I think after the movie, but like, how did they miss the marketing opportunity of marketing Lost City and Bullet Train back to back as a double feature? They should have. Because the characters cross over so much because they all played cameos. Yeah. You could have almost tied the movie together as in happening in the same universe. Oh. I would watch that double feature all day. If you told me that Channing Tatum was Dash on oh, that pfft. train, he was reading a book by Loretta Sage, which is Sandra Bullock's Hilarious. character in The Lost City. I mean, come Hilarious. on. Come on. It's great. Yeah. I mean, and, that's, and for those who don't know, I think we touched on this a little bit when we reviewed Lost City mm-hmm. because we knew Bullet Train was coming out. Yeah. But the reason that Brad Pitt is in Lost City and Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock are in Bullet Train is because they were all shooting on the same lots around the same time yeah. and asked each other if they would cameo essentially movies, in yeah. the movies. Like, yeah. and it's, I'm and so also, glad they did. One of my favorites is the only reason or not the only reason, but the reason that Ryan Reynolds did his quick cameo in this film is because Brad Pitt did like a two second cameo in Deadpool two as one of the, uh, superheroes that dies when he comes off the plane. And I was oh, like, that's oh, right. fucking brilliant. Mm. I love this so much. The, this is, as we agreed, this is a treasure. The movie's bullet train. Whenever it comes out, however, if it's still in theaters, yeah. go watch it. However, you when it can comes out, watch it, buy it, watch it, rent it. You won't regret it. Bullet train, go watch it. Lemon, mm. where's the briefcase? Oh, it's not shit. It was just there. We are right on schedule. Everything that's ever happened to you. This is gonna sting, bitch. Oh, has led you here. That's a shit deal. And once again, the movie you should be watching is Bullet Train, so go do that. Weekly Watches. Jade, mm-hmm. we didn't talk about Weekly Watches, so oh, maybe we should just right. do a few of those. I haven't, yeah. I feel like the last couple of weeks I haven't been doing as much because Same. I've been hesitant to start new things, and I have Ugh. just enough to keep me occupied as far as current shows that I'm watching. I'm going to continue. Three shows I'm watching. I'm just going to run down real quick and say they're all worth watching. Mm-hmm. You should get in. You like high fantasy? House of Dragons and the Rings of Power are so far, for me, living up to it. Nice. I know there's a lot of controversy surrounding some of, especially Rings of Power, all coming from what I think are misogynist and yeah. racist. I was about to say, is it racist? It's a fucking fantasy. <laughs> like, first off, Tolkien, even though I think he was a little bit on the of his time as far as racism kind of bit. I think he was pretty Martin open. and Tolkien were a Tol- little bit. Tolkien, but... Martin much more so yeah. is much more sexist than oh. any, either of those authors. But Tolkien, I feel like was a little more open-minded in his world. And mm-hmm. what I don't understand is the gripes. It's a fucking fantasy. Of course it should be diverse. And, and actually, if you read Tolkien's writing, several of the characters are spot on. Well, not only that, but again, it's like, this isn't using source material anymore. Neither one of these stories have source material. They are original well, stories. 
technically, technically, the Rings of Power does, but it's not an original book. It's not the Cimmerillion, and it's but not the Lord a, of the Rings. It's, yeah. it's supplemental material that essentially yes. Tolkien's son put together, and that's what they're drawing well, from. That's exactly. Yeah. It's not an actual story that, that exactly. J.R.R. Tolkien yeah. so put together cares? himself. It doesn't exist in this world. Like who? It's an interpretation right. of someone else's work. Reese doesn't play the same it, yeah. role in these two stories as it these, does in our this is what I hate world about, that we this know. This is what I hate about fantasy. This is what I hate about the Star Wars fans. This mm-hmm. is what I hate about the Star Trek fans. This is what I hate about pretty much any fantasy Listen, trickies series. Are not trickies even are half a little as more, bad. They're as not Star half Wars. as bad as Star Wars. I will. I will give you that. Yeah. But I'm saying I think it's a it's a thing. When it comes to, especially for some reason, fantasy like films, fantasy and high sci-fi, they are incredibly sexist, Mm -hmm. incredibly and really misogynistic, and really racist for some reason. At least a certain sector of the fan base is, and I don't understand it because that's not at all at its core any of these films. No, or these stories. Star Trek. They are is the first show to have an interracial kiss on television. Like they were. Light years ahead of everything. So many of these, too, are about class struggle and about, you know, so yes. many themes underlying. And I don't understand where this comes from. Like, and you have fucking people like yeah. Elon Musk coming out and Ugh. talking about how certain characters are ruining this. And, of course, he's talking about the black characters, the people of color, and the women. And it's it's disgusting. Like, fuck you, people. Um, This is Elon Musk, who lived in South Africa during yeah. apartheid. And his who made family all this money owns Emerald apartheid. Mines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Elon Musk. Yeah. Uh, say we have two people. We uh, Shia LaBeouf and yeah. Elon Musk. Fuck you, Shia LaBeouf. Fuck you, fuck you, Elon Musk. So, <laughs> I will say though, from a fan, if you if you like high fantasy, if you like this kind of if Lord of the Rings is your thing, if Game of Thrones is your thing, the early seasons definitely worth it. Like I, I'm nice. Hooked. It's I'm good tell- to hear. I'm, I'm hooked. Like yeah. they, they're living up to the hype so far. Nice. So, um, for me, I just you know. Oh wait, I had three. Oh. She Hulk still good. She Continue yes. On. Amazing. Agreed. Another one, one that's be- also getting Plus, one of the best things by misogynists. Yeah, watch that. Those three. Mo- if you're not watching anything else, those three are, are for me. Yeah. What, what else have you been watching, Jade? <sighs> you know, so every once in a while, when I like to check out and like <laughs> just kind of just throw something on, rom coms usually the way to go. And I watched two different rom coms. One was a series, and one was a movie this past week. And just Josh, I'm like, this is 2022. Mm. We now recognize how toxic a lot of the behaviors are from rom-com characters. I just don't understand how this day and age, like, we're still making movies about this shit. Like, I just watched Love in the Villa. Ooh, I didn't watch this one. My, my wife did. It it, okay. it did have, what's his name from? Uh, Tom Hopper. From yes. uh, uh, Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy, yeah. Um, and then it has uh, Kat Graham from Vampire Diaries. Okay. And they are trying to tell me. Trying to tell viewers that this is somehow romantic and cute. That so basically, it's these two characters. They both uh, rent an Airbnb, and it's rented out at the same exact time. And hmm. so they end up deciding that they're going to share the Airbnb together. It's in Verona, Italy, and they're supposed to be in the Juliet Square for Ooh. Romeo and Juliet, right? So he's a wine salesman, and she's a teacher that somehow has unlimited fucking funds. <laughs> um, what? what? Yeah. Can we stop there for a minute? What is yeah. it about, especially rom-coms is guilty of this. What is it about? It's always like, I train hamsters yeah. and, you know, I am a mime. And they always are in these deluxe locations like New York City or yes. fucking Italy. And they are able to go out and have cafes and essentially never work. Look, because but- she loses, the airline loses her luggage. And so she ends up buying an entirely new wardrobe. And when I say wardrobe, I'm not just talking about like a pair of jeans that you wear for like the week and like some t-shirts. She buys like all brand new outfits for like every occasion 
different shoes because she's in a different pair of shoes the entire time accessories because this bitch is wearing different jewelry and i was like who was doing this on a teacher's budget in verona italy Mm -hmm. okay but put that aside because they just signed to have these little hijinks to try to push the other one out of like the airbnb so the first thing is the guy after her luggage is finally delivered by the airport he tells the guy delivering he's like oh actually she's not here anymore she left the villa she actually got committed to a mental institution so like you can donate her luggage which by the way would never ever ever happen but so yeah he basically like gets them to give away her fucking luggage are you code are you kidding me that's my personal property you know fuck my personal property if that man if i found that out i would have laid hands i would have decked him in the face then to get her back he feeds her horse meat (laughs) that's assault what? Absolutely not. Yes. I, mean, be, I mean, horse meat, I don't, I don't have a problem with that, but like still, if you were No, but told, like without my cool. knowledge, yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Cool. And then she get, has him arrested for breaking into like the, the Airbnb or whatever. And like, I'm like, you got a man arrested in, in a foreign country. This just sounds very toxic. It's so disgusting. Yeah. And I'm just like, they're but they're, all, in, but they're in love. Like, oh, that's... and then he has a girlfriend. Oh. The surprise girlfriend that comes in on her. Yeah. And of course, she's supposed to be like boring and she doesn't get him and she's just vapid and like shallow. Okay. And I'm like, why do we do this? Why does she have to suck as a person for us to be okay with the fact that he's basically romancing another woman? Yeah. yeah. Just just be a man and break up. Like, like you bullshit. know what I mean? Like, yeah. And not only that, but I'm like, why can't she just be a nice person and like he just isn't into it anymore? Yeah. Like, why does she have to be like this snuck up, stobby? Like, so it's just character. trope, trope upon trope, trope upon trope, trope, trope of yeah. early 2000s. It sounds yeah. like and toxicity. I was like, yeah. this is not also like he's from the UK. She's from America. I'm like, how's this relationship working? Like, is she going to anyway? I'm, sorry. I'm overthinking it. And then the series that I watched partner track. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, okay. I've seen part of this because yes. I, I haven't watched the whole thing, but I've sat in on. I feel oh like enough God. episodes with my wife so, to know the gist of the yeah, story. It's like the classic thing. It's like, you know, she's a, a woman. She's an Asian woman and she works in mergers and acquisitions. She's trying to basically become a, a partner at a law firm. Uh-huh. And she's between two romances, right? Jade. Okay. I, this is where, because I watched just enough of this. Uh-huh. And, and, I, and I think I need your, you to weigh in here. Mm-hmm. So let me correct me if I'm wrong because I didn't watch the whole thing. But we have this British guy, mm-hmm. right, who's like, the other guy in the situation, yes. right? That she's looking he's to fuck around with. He's kind of as the emotional bad boy. He's this lawyer. He's kind of yeah. her competition. And then she's with a guy at one yes. point who's like- Like early on, she gets in a he's relationship. He's really wealthy, right? So he's a billionaire. Billi- okay, I didn't get that. I know he yeah. was a millionaire, at least. Nope, so he's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. He's, you know, really nice. He seems to treat her he's well. incredibly Supportive nice. of her yeah. career and her personal aspirations, right? Yeah. Like, I'm, like when she works late, he brings her food. He like treats her to things. Like he, like when she has to miss things for work, he's very understanding. He never makes her feel bad. But here's, a, here's, here's my Kind question. to her family. Here's my question that I wanted to ask because yeah. I was very confused. I was, I had to ask my wife this. I was like, is this a female gaze thing? Like, because she, she keeps, because like, look, I thought that her current almost to be husband yeah. was a fairly attractive guy. Excuse the me. The other guy. He's extremely attractive. Okay. So I'm not wrong there. Personally, I'm not wrong there. Yeah. But what about this other guy? I'm like, okay, so I can understand Josh, if it was like, I needed something else physically. This show was trying to paint this vanilla ass English boy <laughs> as someone so interesting. I was like, if that man robbed me, I couldn't pick him out in a lineup. Are you joking me? Like, yeah, the other guy that her billionaire fiance is also a white boy. 
boy. But listen, he had something going on. There was yeah. something happening there. There was a sparkle behind his eyes. Like this British guy, nothing, nothing. <laughs> so I'm so not, this is not dry as where, a like, Sahara. As a male looking at it with my no. my male eyes, I'm not going. I'm missing something that females. They were find trying to be here. like. He's like, I grew up poor, and now I work hard to have something for myself. I'm they like, all work in a Manhattan high powerful. None of them Josh, are poor. That's the thing is, I'm none like, of them are poor. Okay, great, but. That, that's, that's the same story as fucking everyone else. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You're not poor anymore when well, you work for you, a fucking, your partner in a law firm. When you're making like, a commission yeah, no. on millions and millions of yeah. dollar deals. Like, you no. know what I mean? And not only that, but I'm just like, he pretended to not remember that they fucked at a wedding years ago, um, which I was like, right off the bat, red flag. Even her friends tell her, <laughs> like, red flag. Then he, like, is fucking one of their clients who also Jesus. happens to be a board member of this, like, law firm. So I was like... I missed okay, all that. <laughs> red flag. Um, and then so wait, he's he's fucking this other girl as they're also doing their thing. Like, so they're not like together yet, but like, he, but she's but enough for her to cheat on her billionaire boyfriend. To, and yeah. then he's, and then she still ends up with him. Yeah, she chooses him. And oh then, my god! And then spoiler alert, guys, he fucks her over by basically tattling on her to their boss so that she doesn't become partner and he becomes partner instead. Oh my god! Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. 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 And also, Yuck. even if she couldn't be with the, even if things didn't work out with her and her billionaire fiance, who I'm obsessed with, there was a third option in there, men, who, or sorry, Z, Z men, gorgeous, also a billionaire, activist, like, hates his father's oil company, <laughs> like, he's also, like, Asian, so he understands her culture, like. Was this done by the writers of Gossip Girl? <laughs> possibly and um you know like he, to me he felt like an option and i was like yeah. girly wake up yeah you have two billionaire options and they're both attractive and they're both God. really sweet and you're going for this josh i literally if you were to ask me to draw a photo of what this man looks like couldn't tell you could tell you i think he's blonde he's like a white man he's a white man white man a white man no no that's, that's all i could think of the whole time a white man <laughs> and listen and it's honestly it's just made me so frustrated because i'm like really this is what we're like i just this, we mm. could do better so so i think in closing here skip over some of the romantic comedies that are in the top 10 of netflix right now Absolutely. Yeah. And if you just want to frustrate the hell out of yourself, watch Partner Track. Or if we want to watch someone who in that show is a quality man, the uh, paralegal that her best friend is sleeping with. <gasps> oh, obsessed. yeah. I saw that storyline. Did that end up well? I, couldn't, I I didn't quite get a sense of where that ended up. Did that? Did kind that go, of. I think kind of? it ended okay. Yeah. She ended up, they ended up not together, Aww. but I think they ended in a nice place. Like she basically was like, I think I'm going through some shit and I need to figure it out before like I can continue like in a romantic relationship. Oh, and I, mean, I was that like, sounds healthy. Kind thank of. you. Yeah. yeah. And I healthy. was like, Dude, I wanted to watch her best friend the entire time. Her whole journey of like becoming a writer. She was hot. She, she was, was attractive. Really <laughs> like I, I've ever seen her. I was falling like, oh. in love with this adorable little paralegal who's also super rich. <laughs> I think I only watched two episodes, and they were mainly focused on the friend. And I was like, oh, this is the main girl, right? And my our, my my wife's like, uh, this is uh, no, it's the Asian girl. And I was like, oh, her her story's boring. Her story sucks. <laughs> yeah, her story's boring. It, I, I wanted to watch her best friend story the whole time. I was like, this is way more interesting. All right, so we're on the same. I think we're on the same page with just the three episodes I watched. I think you know, honestly, yeah. if you wanted to watch probably like two or three episodes of that show. You'd probably you got the understand whole the whole story. You probably understand because yep. I I pretty much got most of what you Picked said yep. in only watching like two episodes. So yeah. Anyway, well, also you know, watch season two. <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll watch that when it comes out. <laughs> uh, so, Jade, I'm excited. So there's this new thing that I'm not so excited about. Uh, apparently, Disney is trying to get more subscribers. They're doing something mm. called Disney Plus Day, which uh, essentially just means they're dropping a bunch of stuff. I think that's all that I've seen it means so far. I've seen a bunch of stuff, yeah. But what I am excited is we have selected our movie for next week, which is... Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> Just got I got her right when she was taking a giant drink of, you know, her water My there. Best, so your, yeah. your tea. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, look, Thor Love and Thunder. You know, I think the reason that we decided on this is because you really sold me on the film uh, over the past couple of months. So I'm either I've decided already. There's no in between for me. I'm either gonna love this movie, it's gonna be an absolute treasure, or it is gonna be a raging dumpster fire. I, I don't think there's any in between. I think I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't know about raging dumpster fire, but I almost feel like it's either going to be a gem or trash for yeah. me. And we've been, on, we've been on a hot streak here. We've been on a pretty happened. solid nice. streak of films, and yeah. I, I'm hoping this doesn't snap the streak. <laughs> Same, especially because this is kind of the introduction of a major, you know, female lead here. We have uh, Natalie Portman's character. I think it's just, it's called, oh, Mighty Thor. Mighty Thor. Yeah. Yep. So if you want to watch this, I think it's still uh, in second run in theaters if you still want to see it on the big screen and, mm-hmm. and select theaters. But uh, if you have a Disney Plus subscription, it's now free. So you can watch it yes. at home uh, in a better viewing experience than we watched Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> yeah. If you have a sound bar, that is, like we do. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Jade, where can folks uh, find out more about us uh, during uh, the week? You can find us on our socials. We are on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook as Our Taste is Trash. You can also find us on our website, OurTasteIsTrash.com. And you can come back right here next Monday when we're going to review Thor, Love and Thunder. So come on back. To get ourselves a treat.